there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Gents, how are we? Good. I, yeah, I'm good. Really good. Yeah, really good? Yeah, why not? Oh, it's sunny day out. Really good. Yeah, I thought you might be in mourning. Uh, we lost some uh, big big figures in the world of uh, conspiracies this week. Yep. Uh, we saw, well, firstly, we're not going to talk about this at all on the podcast, but uh, the passing of Prince Leonard of Hutt. Are you familiar with his work? I'm not familiar with Prince Leonard of Hutt. He's no. less a conspiracy and more Is of he a, related to Pizza the Hutt? More of a <laughs> fringe political <laughs> figure. Uh, he was a sheep farmer in Western Australia. Okay. And he, ironically, had to uh, start his own country. Oh, I did hear about this bloke. In yeah, order to him. achieve the... Uh, the great Australian dream of maximum tax avoidance. Right. Cool. He did it. He did the most Aussie thing you can possibly do: not pay any of your tax. It's kind of a. Uh, but uh, he had to give up his Australianness to do it. Right. What was his country called? Uh, I think it was the Hutt River Province. Right. Good name for a country. And they have their own passport. Uh, they have their their own currency. They're currently their borders are closed. Right. As they're uh, in a period of mourning so they have protocol for this yeah well i mean they must have, they must have mm. uh, i guess you could just make it up on the fly as well is the hut river a river that he's renamed i think it was a river that was already there okay so is he living on like his family's land or something or yeah so they owned the land but uh he objected to having to pay taxes for sheep money or whatever right uh at one point the government sort of accidentally acknowledged their right to be their own country in some bit of paperwork, and they really seized on that. <laughs> uh, I think he's left his family with like a huge tax bill. Yeah. And they are they not just going to carry on the tradition though and be like, well, fuck your tax bill because yeah. we're our own country? I hope so. There is some good reading to be done about people that have started their own countries. Mm. Um, the, the abandoned oil platform country is a pretty good one. Oh, yeah. I think you can become a citizen of that right? Um, pretty easily. It's been a while since I've looked it up, but I you know, read, read about them one time. Mm. But today we're not talking about micronations and Prince Leonard. Mm. We're talking about another 
figure of fringe politics who passed away this week, Lyndon LaRouche, who died at the age of 96. Good innings. Four, yeah, four short of a century. Yeah. Not quite a ton. It's all right innings. Yeah. If some of the, our current Australian cricket team were putting in innings as of 96, I think there wouldn't be any complaints. Yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. a fair assessment of the current Australian cricket team. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Good cricket year, boys. Thank yeah. you. So, uh, Lyndon LaRouche was a uh, major figure on the American conspiratorial right. Uh, he also played something of a role in Australian fringe politics, having started a, an offshoot of his group over here that contests many an election. So, he personally started it? Uh, he, well, it's a group based um, on his teachings that direct, reported directly mm. to him in the States. Okay. So is he like some sort of cult leader, leader, follower type person? He was a little bit of a cult leader. It was a sneaky little bit of a cult. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's someone that um, I think people might be a bit aware of. Uh, there's a punchline in one of the old uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror eps where uh, Homer is uh, watching the aliens convert uh, Bob Dole and Bill Clinton into... Uh, body clones. Oh no. Aliens, bioduplication, nude conspiracies. Oh my god, Lyndon LaRouche was right. I think a lot of people have probably heard Lyndon LaRouche's name from that. Mm. And then maybe they've seen Lyndon LaRouche people in the city with their stalls. They're uh, often spotted. I've never heard, heard of it? any of this or seen them. No, nah, me either. I've, I've seen The Green Left, mm-hmm. uh, Falun Gong, yep. others. Yeah, I see those a lot. Never seen... I have to keep them They might out. have been in the others category. Yeah, they'll be in the others category. They often have a lot of stuff about 9-11 these days. Oh, okay. Lots of stuff about banks. Shall we talk about who Lyndon LaRouche was, though? Yeah, so this is all Lyndon LaRouche, double L, all episode. Yeah. To find out who Lyndon LaRouche was, I did watch a bit of uh, Jesse Ventura's Off the Grid. Oh, yeah. Yep. I think it's a show he does on RT, right. Russia Today. Jesse the Body? The Body of... Jesse the Body Ventura. Yes, Jesse yep. the Body Ventura. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought you said, did you see the body? No. And I was like, wait, is there a dead body we can go see? No. Are we going to fucking learn about ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> Grow close for his friends. And flick leeches off our dicks. Tell you what, if I come across a dead body ever, yeah. I would call you two guys. First? Yep. Okay. And then we'll take a. Want to come see a dead body? Thanks, <laughs> like Salty. And you come watch it. I, I have some really good campfire stories that I've been waiting to tell. So. Okay. And then at the coroner's inquest, it's like, so why did you wait five hours before you reported this to the police? Don't have a good answer for yeah. that. Well, we had to run across a train bridge. Yeah. <laughs> so. Stand by me. Yeah. Thanks, Robbo. <laughs> That's the movie they go see a dead body in, right? Yeah, yeah. I think our listeners. Do they also do it in It? Do the kids in It see a dead body? They see lots of dead bodies. Well, not the they slaughtered ones. No. Uh, Boys in the Hood, they go check out a dead body. Yep. Anyway. Don't be a minister South Central while drinking juice in the hood. Probably does the same thing. Anyway. Anyway. Do you see the body Ventura? Do you see the body Ventura? Not, do you, did you see the body Ventura? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... On his show Off the Grid on Russia Today, he had Lyndon LaRouche on. This would have been four years ago because they mentioned that he's 92. He died at the age of 96. A little bit of quick math there. Yeah. Yeah. Not 
married at first sight, Max. No. So, Jesse the Body Ventura begins the interview. He says, uh, Mr. LaRouche, uh, when I was a wrestler back in the 80s, yep. Sergeant Slaughter. I used to fly. Wasn't Sergeant Slaughter? Wasn't he? No. Was that another guy? That was Sergeant Slaughter. <laughs> was, that, was that not just one of his personas? No. Huh. I used to fly. I thought that was the same guy. They had the same moustache, right? Yeah, look, thinking about it, I could see why. Yeah, yeah. I think Sergeant Slaughter was much taller. Right. Okay. Well, I'm going to criticise these interruptions because they uh, allowed me to get my Jesse Ventura accent better <laughs> than when it started. I used to fly back and forth across the country at your or other... <laughs> no. <Not Hogan. laughs> I would take thousands of flights all over the country and I'd go to all of these airports and I'd see these guys with these hats yep. that all said LaRouche. So, Mr. LaRouche, who are you? I'm the cream of the crop. <laughs> Is that what he said after that? <laughs> no? Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> so, then Lyndon LaRouche, in response to that question... Starting talking, he's like, "Well, you know, I started out in the '40s as a uh, an economist. I've been one of America's foremost economists since the '40s. I uh, and then he starts talking about Reagan's Star Wars program, right. and he starts talking about the the British Empire and JFK. And it's like, are you senile at this point, or is this just?" half of the course yeah this is just your normal gear and after he sort of rambles on for a few minutes jesse ventura says if i could just interject you sound like a man who talks a lot of sense (laughs) (laughs) um i would like to commend you on your jesse the body ventura impersonation yeah actually pretty good it got there in the end Yeah, yeah yeah so Let's rewind. Yeah. yeah. If, if he was to answer Jesse the Body Ventura's question. In a more, <laughs> yeah. more sensible fashion. You might say that Lyndon LaRouche was born in uh, Rochester, New Hampshire, back in the 20s, back in 1922. Uh, so. Power number. Let's skip ahead. Uh, I think in the 40s, he was a management consultant. Like, yeah, that was his job. He was like, he would advise factory owners on how to you know manage their factories something like that don't quote me on this mm. on this podcast mm-hmm. uh in the 60s he sex and <laughs> he uh he became a marxist he was a commie yeah and that was all s- went swimmingly he's he's one of the weird cases of someone who went from being quite on the far left to being very much on the far right horseshoe theory in action yeah sort of <laughs> So, he started out as a Marxist in the 60s. Uh, he formed a group called the uh, National Caucus of Labour Committees. But uh, one thing that they then did, went on to do in the 70s was, uh, well, they did a few things that uh, sort of sent them on a, a journey to other areas of the political spectrum. Mm. Uh, the first thing they did was they established an intelligence network. So, in 1971, he set up this weird network of people all around the world who would like send in reports on different things and they'd put together these packets of information, uh, which were really weird. Apparently one of the things they'd do is they'd just pretend to be journalists from like wire services mm. to get interviews with people. 
Yeah. Right. They had a bunch of magazines. Uh, Executive Intelligence Review was uh, one of the main ones. They also put out New Solidarity Fusion magazine, which I think was all about fusion technology. Mm. Cool. Uh, 21st century. You have one issue. <laughs> it's just like, uh. <laughs> 21st century science and technology and uh, campaigner magazine. <sighs> it's really complicated uh, how seriously any of this intelligence stuff was taken. Mm. They say that they had a lot to do with various people in the CIA and the NSA. Mm. Some of those people say, no, like I, I met them a couple of times. But, uh, you know, they're a little bit kooky. Mm. And some of them say, oh, it's it's hard to believe whether after the fact they're, say, they're downplaying how much they had to do with them. Mm. I think they might have had a little bit to do with some of these people. I guess it's one thing we've learned in so many steps of the way on this podcast is the CIA were many and had their fingers in many pies. Yeah. Mm. And for them at that time, the more cooked the pie, the more comfy their fingers were in it. So, in the reports, there was a lot of shit. They talked a lot of shit about everyone. Yeah. Uh, in Kulk? Or CIA? In Kulk. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> in the early 70s, they started getting very sectarian. They started uh, going after a lot of other groups on the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite literally, they, would, they started bashing other leftist groups. Right. <laughs> uh, with nunchucks. Whoa. Specifically nunchucks? Uh, that was one of the specific weapons. I think they used a lot of different... Okay. Uh, I don't know what you call that. Sort of a... Like flailing weapons? Bashing? That, bashing that's tools? A flailing weapon. Bludgeoning weapons? Yeah, a lot yeah. of bludgeoning weapons. Um, I feel like nunchucks, 70s and 80s, were big. Yeah. I feel like they've kind oh, of yeah. dropped, out of, yeah, dropped out of favour lately. I am. My brother had a pair of nunchucks that he told me he made by magic, and he couldn't make me a pair because I don't know he like the magic wouldn't work. You gullible little prick! Ah, <laughs> I was like three, and someone turned up with nunchucks. Already, they're a superhero. Yeah. You're a three-year-old in the eighties. I am um, three-year-old, and you wanted nunchucks. Of course, I did. I mean, I might have been four. I wasn't at school though. Right. So I was pre-five. I used to work for a guy that had would carry like nunchucks around in his backpack. <laughs> Was it my brother? <laughs> and every now and then he'd like pull them out in the office and like, can you just put those back in, in your bag, thanks? <laughs> did, he, did he do nunchuck moves? He was just for road rage purposes. Right. <laughs> so he's getting into enough road rage that he wants to be armed. Yeah. Jesus. With nunchucks. Yeah. Fucking hell. I... God, it'd be funny to just watch someone that doesn't... I imagine they're hard to use if you don't know how to use them. Yeah, I used to make them a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. You'd like get a broom handle and cut a couple of chunks off and yeah. screw some chain, like eye links yeah, and yeah. chains in. And fucking... You hit yourself in the head a lot? A couple of times. Yeah. So but, imagine, imagine that, but you're all angry, you're all steamed. Yeah. At someone on a road rage incident. But, you know, as long as you're learning, mate, you're not failing. Thank you. So they'd go after the Communist Party... Uh, Socialist Workers Party, uh, Black Power, mm-hmm. all of those groups. I think this is why they took a turn to the right because after you know after you bash enough people on the left, they all hate you. Yeah, so like you can hang out with them anymore. Uh, the other thing they were big in uh, the start of the seventies was a bit of brainwashing. Uh, Larouche got right into psychoanalysis. Uh, I think. They might have. Um, they got off to a bad start. One of the first blokes that they did a good bit of psychoanalysis on, they did something to him, and they uncovered that uh, 
someone had implanted a plot to assassinate Lyndon LaRouche in, in, into his subconscious. Well, so they tried to brainwash someone who'd already been brainwashed. Yeah. Some total recall shit. That's for real? Uh, well, no, no one had implanted a plot to assassinate Lyndon LaRouche into right. his brain. It might have been a case of a doctor, oh, physician, uh, physician, heal thyself. There's blokes going around trying to psychoanalyze people. Meanwhile, why would anyone want to assassinate Lyndon LaRouche? It's because his ideas are too dangerous, that's why. Right. But uh, yeah, they uncovered that plot and then they had to really get brainwashing. Mm. Uh, there was a guy called Chris White who was a member of the group from England. I think this um this didn't help uh, the English's cause later on either. But uh, they recorded tapes of them doing something to him, which they sent to the newspapers for some reason. Mm. And apparently you can hear on the tapes him pleading and crying and someone saying, you know, turn up the voltage. Right. <laughs> which I would not send that to the newspaper, but then... Yeah, that seems like evidence of crimes. I'm not, a, I'm not an economic genius. Yeah, yeah. You're probably not... Yeah. Uh, also, Maybe they're saying turn up the volume. Yeah. yeah. Along with the tempo. Yeah, just yeah. pump up. Of the volume. <laughs> uh, also in the 70s, so part of the problem with bashing everyone on the left is that eventually you don't have any friends. Mm. And so they started hanging out with people a bit more on the right. Uh, a few so, people from uh, like the Liberty Lobby. Yep. A few people from a little group you might have heard of called the KKK. <laughs> yep. So Lyndon LaRouche, the Liberty Lobby, Lobby and the KKK. Yeah. All hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. LL and the LL and the KKK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Superman shit. There's some some real weird units involved in this. There was one guy who was. It's just so hard to get a handle on. This is like more of this CIA stuff. There's a guy who they called Mister Ed, who was supposed to be like their CIA contact, but I think he was just of course, yeah, a cooked bloke. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like passing on these messages from the. Top levels of government to Lyndon LaRouche. Right. But he's just some cooked unit. But it's like, who, where, where does anyone stand in any of this? They but, had to, every time he came to them with information, they had to put peanut butter on his gums to make him talk. <laughs> Throughout the 70s, starting in the 70s, uh, they started running in elections. Mm-hmm. They did have some success in like one election. Right. They, got a, they got a few people like... Uh, through to the, to the primaries, I think, the Democratic primaries. Right. Uh, Lyndon LaRouche has run or ran in every presidential election for like the last 20 years. If you were someone like that, you'd be really pissed off that Donald Trump made it through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. Uh, I think they came around to be pro-Trump in the end. I think they were, they were early Trump adopters, perhaps. Yeah, I was listening to some of his supporters' podcasts. They have a regular podcast uh, and they are 100% in with Trump. They did initially back someone else, though. Okay. There was some... I can't remember who. It was one of the cooked ones mm. that they initially backed, and then as soon as that was over, they, they saw a winner. Yeah. Uh, it was. It's weird, actually, because backing Trump is the exact sort of thing that the LaRouche people would do. Well, they did it. No, but if he'd lost, it would have been the exact sort of thing that they would do, that they would like, attach themselves to this person who was obviously going to lose. Yeah, yeah. But then... History just had its, <laughs> its yeah. own ideas. In the 80s, they're sort of famous for coming up with the October Surprise conspiracy theory. Ooh. Do you remember the October Surprise? Mm, remind me. Do you remember the Iran hostage crisis? Yes. 
So the October surprise conspiracy theory is that the release of the hostages was delayed to provide maximum uh, benefit to Reagan's election chances. Mm. And so they, they, they're the ones that came out with that. It's been quite a popular conspiracy theory. Mm. It's around this time that a little group in Australia started called the Citizens Electoral Council. CEC. So CEC uh, started in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's was again. It was weird doing research on this because I looked up the Wikipedia page for the Citizens Electoral Council, and there's a little bit of fake news in there because they uh, the history of the CEC on there is that uh, they started as this group, and then it says the after a failed attempt by the Australian League of Rights to take over the group, uh, the the Larouche people uh, maintained control, which is like the opposite of what actually happened. Right. So the CEC was started as a the, to be the political arm of the Australian League of Rights, who are a weird Australian anti-Semitic group. Mm. Uh, they're Holocaust deniers. They're very big on the Queen. They love the Queen. Right. Uh, and they started this group. The main aim of it was to bring in citizens-initiated referendums or referenda, which was an idea where which has been bit popular over the years someone some senator tried to bring it back uh quite recently Mm. the idea is that uh if you can get enough people to sign a petition uh about some topic to be brought to a referendum Mm. then they've got to hold a referendum on it oh but you've got to get like some huge amount of people i think one percent of the population to sign this petition yeah right but you know it's a lot of dumb people in the country there are a lot of dumb people yeah they voted for, I don't know. I don't know where going with that. They bloody <laughs> voted for this oh, a lot of clowns, didn't they? <laughs> Those clowns in Canberra are bloody evidence. So that was why it started. Yeah. Uh, Hang on, I'm lost. This is why what started the Citizens Electoral Council. The Citizens Electoral Council was okay. started to advance this thing. Yeah. Uh, it was immediately taken over by the Irish people. Yeah, but they Citizens Electoral Council were pro Queen. Well, they were part of the Australian League of Rights. Were very pro Queen. Okay. Then they, uh, the citizens, the uh, the Larusheites got involved. Now, the Larouche people, it has to be said, are very anti-Queen. That's kind of their whole thing, right? Yeah. Hate the Queen. They hate the Queen. They hate the, the royals and they hate the British. Hmm. Now... All valid stand, stand stances. Sure. You, it's a little less valid. I saw, I did see a meme of uh, this today. It was uh, Homer Simpson at the ballot box. And he's saying, oh, I do like their... Uh, I don't like their anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, but I do like their anti-British conspiracy ah. theories. The thing is, though, their anti-Semitic conspiracy theories and their anti-British conspiracy theories are the same. So, they use British much like um, David Icke uses Lizard. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, maybe a little bit more complex than that because, I mean, David Icke does mean... Lizard. Lizard. Yeah. <laughs> and the, But there have been accusations that he's talking about Jews. Yeah. Uh, and it's true that he sometimes does talk about Jews and, you know, he references the um, Protocols of the Elders of Zion in some of his books. Mm. But then he does say, oh, but they're really, they were really lizards. <laughs> so he's okay going in on Jews. Yeah. As long as the Jews end up being lizards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the royals are actually Jews, but possibly lizards. Yeah. Also, there's an old sort of 
school of thought in anti-Semitic thinking that the British race has essentially has been corrupted by the Jew. Okay. And so when he says the British, he does mean the British Jewry. Yeah. Right. Which he considers to be all of British elite society. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, it's a bit tricky. Hmm. I did see um, a bit of a discussion on Reddit on r slash conspiracy, a bit of an argument about uh, whether he secretly meant Jews when he said the British. It was from the perspective of someone saying he was an anti-Semite, but they were coming from the angle that anti-Semitism was good. Yeah. So they're like, should we be supporting this guy because he's been talking about the Jews all along? Yeah. And this other guy's like, he's not talking about the Jews, he's talking about the British. And they're like, if you can't see that... British means Jews. You got rocks in your head. Yeah. And the other guy's like, "No, that's what they want you to think." He's like, "No, that's what I want to think." Yeah. <laughs> um. So, at what point, I guess, in this new world of Nazis being out in the open, do the Larusians just pivot to just saying, "All right, Control F, British, <laughs> replace Jews." Well, they never really. Uh, it's a bit of a weird argument to say that they tried to hide it because as well, it, I think they went in with this old school interpretation of the British being Jews, but they never really were backwards about coming forwards for their opinions on Jews mm. either. So, so the Citizens Electoral Council yeah. uh, is formed in Australia. So you do see sometimes see them in the city. I've seen them in like small towns as well. They'll have really? little stalls. Uh, they're on Channel 31. Oh, yeah. They do the CEC report, uh, which was on after Injustice. Right. <laughs> that is a double banger of a show. How long does Injustice go for again? I think it was like a 30 minute or wasn't okay. it? Yeah. Is but it still on? Uh, I haven't seen it on... Channel 31? <laughs> yeah, the whole channel. <laughs> yeah. Apologies to anybody that has a Channel 31 show. It's a marvellous channel. Yeah. yeah, except for the... Except for the cooked. A bunch of the cooked units like went on yeah. it. Yeah. Which is pretty much everyone with the Channel 31 show, right? It's like Paul TV. Yeah. So, like, competitive pool matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fishing TV. Fishing TV. Hot rods and dingers or whatever it was. <sighs> Blokes World. Blokes World. Might see some boobs on that one. Yeah. Blokes World used to be really raunchy, and now, like, it's on Channel 7. Oh, it's on Channel 7. And it's just, like, they just go to racetracks and stuff. <laughs> Drive cars, and it's, like, <laughs> it's way toned down. <laughs> so, the other place you'll see the CEC, besides occasionally in the CBD is on your ballot paper because they run in almost every election candidates. They are also quite famous for having some of the highest numbers of donations of any uh, non-Big Two political party. Right. I think during the 90s, they were sometimes bringing in more than the Democrats and the Nationals. Right. Who's donating money? to them? That's the question. <laughs> Salty, where does the money come from? Yeah. And is there an implied answer? Uh, there's a few answers. Um, one of the things that they did uh, a few years back was they started a group called the Curtin Labor Alliance. This is a political party called the Curtin Labor Alliance, which uh, Labor wasn't happy about mm. because, for one thing, it, sort of, it tarnishes the name of John Curtin, but also it sounds very much like it might be somehow associated with the Labor Party. Yeah. Mm. And I think that um, the Curtin Labor Alliance might have been quite good for... Uh, just calling random people up and asking them if they wanted to donate to the Curtin Labor Alliance. Right. And, you know, rusted on old Labor retirees being like, 
Of course, I, I'd, I'd, I'd love to donate. Mm. Uh, they ran in uh, WA elections for in one election against CEC candidates as well. Okay. Uh, and then they were deregistered by the, uh, the appropriate electoral authorities. Do you think they found the secret hidden Nazi gold train? Mm. That's yeah. where all their money was coming from? Yeah. I can't think of any other explanation. Because mm. old people are famously hard to trick on the phone. Yeah. So there, I've... There's a few little references out there and various like reports on them to like maybe a bit of uh, fleecing going on of their membership. Who, bear in mind, are getting brainwashed. Yeah. Um, Wait, is this the CEC or the Larouche? This is the, main this is CEC. The, the CEC. They were into the brainwashing too. Okay, they, they all got into the brainwashing. Yeah. Cool. Okay. There's um. There's a few. There's a few reports of like people who join and like their family members come to collect them and they won't even talk to them. Right. It's very much cult tactics. So these people are just pumping around, hanging out in the city, small towns. Yeah. Scientology around small towns and cities doing brainwashing. I don't like the risk these days that I'm just going to take a flyer and end up brainwashed. Yeah. The risks sound like they're increasing every day. You're like a huge target for I'm candidate. Yeah. If I was going to brainwash anyone. Yeah. Brainwash you. Yeah. Yeah. Also, once you've brainwashed Robbo, you've got the whole bloody beer community in yeah. your hand, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you imagine if Robbo started writing these like beer articles that were just luring people into his world of transitioned into a some sort of hero or some sort of icon, cult leader. I'll say cult leader, don't say hero. <laughs> <laughs> They're onto me. They're looking at me funny. <laughs> so they did that. Uh, a lot of money coming in. No one's actually really quite sure where it comes from. Uh, I had, I did hear a room once that they had like boiler rooms of people calling up random people for right. like old school boiler room calling. Surely they outsource that now though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were there were a few articles actually recently about uh, people complaining that they were getting emails from them uh, when they'd never had any contact with them. So they're out there buying like marketing lists, mm. which does make you wonder why you would be out there buying marketing lists. Uh, the what do you mean? You to market to market to people. Yeah, but you could also use that to as a fundraising list. Uh, right. They are quite big on uh, global warming being a hoax. Okay. Uh, they made a bit of a splash in. I think like 2007. Do you remember the Great Global Warming Swindle? Do you remember that doco? The bell, yeah. It was a weird, controversial British doco. I think it was. Mm. Which was sounds a very British name. Well, it's the weird thing. There's this British doco, but they went all in on it. Uh, the doco was basically about how global warming was all a hoax. All of the the massive scientific consensus was a hoax. Mm. Uh, There's actually heaps of scientists on the like big list of thousands of scientists who didn't even want to be on the list, but they won't take them off. Mm. <laughs> they can't name any. Yeah. <laughs> and also one of the points that the doco made was uh, actually it's the sun that makes the, that's warming the planet. It's just the sun got hotter. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's one that comes up as well, isn't yeah. it? Like, They're like the, the sun got hotter, and when the sun gets less hot, it'll cool down a bit. So we'll do nothing. Yeah, right. just don't worry about it. So the CEC went all in on that in Australia because it, it weirdly got broadcast on the ABC. Mm. I think this was part of the 
ABC's like a balance. I mm. give everyone. I think we've got to we've got to hear both sides. That was, I reckon that was about the time that they did a study on the ABC and found that it was far more right leaning in the name of balance. Mm. But they just they just ended up meaning they put on, on so many so much right wing crazy that it just got out of control. So I remember there was a thing where there was some sort of thing happening in I think it was in Melbourne, like a climate change conference. And the CEC like slipped copies of the glo- Great Global Warming Swindle under everyone's doors at the hotels they were staying at. Really? <laughs> but also Which when... It's pretty well organised. Yeah. When they broadcast the Great Global Warming Swindle, if you think that was organised, afterwards they, I guess to like counteract the balancing that they had done, <laughs> they had to rebalance. And so they did a Q&A with Tony Jones. Yeah. And they got a bunch of people in to ask questions of like their panel of scientists and commentators and things. And the audience was just chock-a-block with Citizens Electoral Council members <laughs> who all started asking them the most insane questions. <laughs> and like carry on wheeling and talking about Plato. And one of them yelled out, this is Hitler's Nazi race science. <laughs> Wait, they're saying global warming evidence is Nazis? Yeah. Right. People that are on the side of the Nazis love to say, no, they're, they're LGBTQI, they're Nazis <laughs> for not letting me have my opinion. Global warming people are Nazis. Uh, the other, one of the other big things they're into in Australia is uh, the indigenous people not being the first people ah, of Australia. Yeah, that old racist chestnut. Uh, we've talked about that before, but yeah, basically the, their theory is that uh, Rio Tinto in collaboration with uh, Prince Philip right. and the World Wildlife Fund for Nature, in concert with the Indigenous people of Australia, who famously get on very well with Prince Philip. <laughs> <laughs> he must have said something super cooked when he met a bunch of Indigenous people, right? Yeah. I think he's fun- yeah. We're on record saying a couple of things. That would that would it's all for show though, because uh, they were in they're all in cahoots, right? So that uh, they could sell off all of the Australia's natural resources to Rio Tinto. Uh, Is that because the Indigenous people were like, it's not ours anyway, really? Yeah. We found it. We're getting a free hit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, their point was that they shouldn't be given any sort of reparations for genocide because they must have done a genocide too. Yeah. So no, their hands aren't clean. Mm. It's weird logic. Yeah. Racist logic, we'll call yeah. it. Well, where are the where are the people before them? Did they bloody burn the bones? Yeah, probably. Got rid- uh, so I guess the uh, the other main thing that the CEC did was uh, just keep an eye on Jews. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, a lot of sp- they they were not big fans of like the Benai Brith group and other sort of um, Jewish groups in Australia, and they would like spy on them. Right. Uh, they'd send people along to like Jewish community meetings to you know, take notes. Yep. Which is a little bit weird. Right. Uh, one of the other big interventions in Australian politics was they uh, convinced a Liberal MP, I think it was uh, Ken Aldred, right. who I think was out from maybe out Geelong way. Maybe that's just my uh, what I think about Geelong <laughs> coming through. <laughs> uh, they convinced him that uh, there was uh, this big Jewish conspiracy, I think along with maybe some sort of Labor Party person to traffic drugs into Australia and... He was basing it all on these documents that the CEC had provided him with, but they're all just made up. Mm. It was yeah, a bit of an embarrassment. 
Yeah. That brings up to late with the CEC. So yeah. what was LaRouche doing, say, since the 70s? Just running in elections and basically... Because he's maintained a following, right? Yeah. Mm. He basically puts out the same... It's the same sort of thing. It gets updated every now and then. It definitely got a big booster after 9-11. Mm. But basically his worldview is that uh, the British or the Jews uh, run everything. Mm. But specifically that the royal family is involved in like the drug trafficking trade. Mm. Uh, they did a big amount of research into... Uh, the drug trade and how it works and went out and he sent out, you know, a bunch of invest his investigators to go find out how the drug trade worked. There is a book that it suggests that he then used that information to work out how to set up a successful white collar crime <laughs> business, <laughs> uh, which is then what he did do. Cool. So in the late eighties, he gets arrested and uh, I think a bunch of them get put away by Who? Oh, I think a name springs to mind, but I'll let you... Old Robert Muller? Oh. That bugger. He, um, he pings them all for... Uh, I think it's like wire fraud and credit card fraud. Yeah. Uh, which are, you know, good ways to make a lot of mysterious money. Yeah. But making no connections. <laughs> so, and then he gets... How long is he in prison for, do we know? So, he, I think he's in prison for five years. Mm-hmm. I think... Not entirely, I'm not entirely sure what their wire fraud was. I think it, they were doing something where they were sending like wire transfers and somehow they were moving the um, the commas. Ah, Superman 3. <laughs> they <laughs> to were... a lesser, lesser extent office space. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 oh, no, no, they weren't stealing the cents. Okay. They were like sending out a thing for like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. Or like a thousand dollars and you'd move the commas and it turns into ten thousand uh... dollars. And then they'd quickly take the money out of the bank. Yeah. And then the bank, a few days later, is like, hang on a second. Where'd that bloody comma go? It's just a guy in a um, visor. Mm. Yeah. It's just all overworked. Yeah. Hey, what is this? But then the Three guy- computers. They didn't have computers in the 80s, yeah. you see. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Just doing it by himself. <laughs> the guy with the visor pulls back his weird big calculator thing. Yeah. He works it out. And then they'd go to them because they knew who got the money. They could see that they took the money out. Mm. And they'd say, give us back the money. And they said to them, no, <laughs> we're not going to give you back the money. We've got the money now. You shouldn't have given us the money. They pulled the old finders keepers. Yeah. yeah, Losers weepers. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure that they really got to the bottom of how to do the perfect white collar crime. Yeah. Because it seems like there was a big problem where... The- they just get on getting caught. Yeah. I like how that whole rounding off the sense thing is like a legit thing that ING are doing now. Have you seen that account that... You- They've got. Oh, I did see that. Where it's like, if you pay for something that's like seven dollars eighty, yeah, it just charges your card eight dollars, and they take that twenty cents and put it in another account yeah, for you to save yeah, up. Yeah. So it's like it rounds all of your transactions so up like to the next seven, dollar. Seven ninety nine or something. It'll do it for seven yeah. ninety nine. It'll do it for eight. Yeah, it'll do it for eight. And you then but put that cent. one cent yeah, aside. Yeah. So it's not like. It's not taking the cents that are rounding down and putting them somewhere. It's rounding all your transactions up. So you're doing a Superman three on yourself, essentially. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, office space. But if I was paying, with but not yeah. But the other way around, it's like, it's like your every transaction you make, you're saving. You're not technically saving anything. You're paying more for everything, but you're just starting a little. The difference account. is being yeah, saved yeah. somewhere else for you. That's pretty good. But it's, is it seems kind of cool. I would have still had that money. 
Yeah, but you well, would have wasted on in another account. You sort of wasted on like you fritted it away on yeah. flippant things, Cam. I know. So what if you like. buy like ten things a day that cost you five dollars sixty, mm. that's like four bucks that gets ten th- forty cents ten times. Yeah, four dollars has been shunted away into like this little account. You have also paid twenty four dollars for something rather than twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, mm. but it's uh, it's been saving a big part of savings. Those little bits and pieces. That yeah. You you know, you don't consider. Yeah, it's like keeping a little coin jar in your house, but now you don't have coins as much. It'd be good if you're one of those people that likes to have your bank balance at a round number. Yeah. Because, like, like, yeah, now that we're going cashless, yeah. the days of those coin jar, this is essentially the coin jar. Yeah. You pay five bucks for something $4.50. You chuck your change. 50 cents in the coin jar. Mm. I guess mansplained the ING account back to you. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. I don't get it. It seems like it's to counteract those things where, like the investment mob that do that. There's like an app you can get where it uh, like it rounds off those bits and then puts it in some you into know, shares. Into shares. Yeah. Right. So I, I think both of those are kind of cool ideas. Yeah, yeah. Why do you hate them both, Cam? Well, I don't hate any of them, although... Because uh, I wouldn't miss a couple of few cents a day. Yeah. That share thing's super dodgy. If it was yeah. careful with that. <laughs> Going to some investment. I, I, don't, I think I hate the idea of random... Shares. I want to manage my own portfolio. Yeah. I I would prefer an expert to do it because mm. that that I am not. Yes. <laughs> the share thing is very dodgy, though. Yeah, well, you say that. You guys heard of the Bitcoin <laughs> thing? Some of the other stuff they did in the 80s, the LaRouche movement, uh, they got, again, it's not entirely clear how involved they were with uh, Reagan's uh, Star Wars program, Mm -hmm. the Strategic Defense Initiative. They say they were very involved. Uh, If you were doing a Star Wars, I don't think you want to invite the LaRoucheans in. Well, because they were were big into lasers. Mm. Uh, So they had that fusion. It was the 80s. Everyone was. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> smoke machine. Yeah, they had that um, that fusion thing, which did attract a lot of like legitimate scientists. Okay, because I think one of the things that they were doing was advocating that uh, laser scientists should get paid huge amounts of money. Mm. So all of these laser scientists were like, these guys have got the right idea about yeah. a lot of stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, apparently the the Russians were quite convinced that a. Uh, here we go. That LaRouche was <laughs> legit part of Star Wars. Okay. There's all of these stories about uh, like Donald Rumsfeld having dinner with Russian officials. And they're like, oh, that LaRouche guy, hey, He's like, what, the crazy man? They're like, no, the, the laser man. Again, it's not entirely clear how actually involved they were. I think they were a little bit involved yeah. in these things. They, they had connections with like high up people in the Republican Party. Uh, they didn't do a huge amount else in the 80s. Uh, they got involved in the AIDS uh, crisis. They um, had their own sort of uh, response to it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess it wasn't pro 
safe sex and education for homosexuals? No, it, they they had the idea that um, AIDS could be spread like by mosquitoes. Okay, and right. so they were like, we've got to um, do something about all of these AIDS people. Was mosquito a code word for Jew? <laughs> Um, if it wasn't, not as cooked as I thought. <laughs> their, their take on it was like mosquitoes, blood. You can understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess the um, the other big thing that they did in the late eighties before it all went a little bit wrong was uh, they really went all in for uh, something we've talked about before, which is the tuning of instruments. Oh yeah. Mm. So, in our episode about... What was that episode about? Freak, I don't even remember. I can't remember how we uh, would have named that. Mm. The episode about frequencies. Yeah. I, I've since changed the naming policy of these podcasts to just... To be more relevant. To <laughs> saying exactly what it is, rather yeah. than a fun little in-joke. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you recall, there's um, a, f- a few theories out there that are di- when instruments are tuned to different uh, hertzes, mm. and, uh, it has an effect on... I think the plural of hurts is hurtsogs. <laughs> it, it can have an effect on your uh, emotional stability. So there are some people who are very insistent, and uh, LaRousse was one of them, that 432 hertz is what you should be tuning your instruments to. And they managed to get uh, some legislation into the Italian parliament to enforce right. a 432 hertz tuning. It didn't get up, unfortunately. Mm. But uh, like, I think Pavarotti and a few other like big Italian names right. got on board. Okay. Mm. But uh, yeah, very big on the 432 hertz. I, um, I was watching some CEC Channel 31 TV uh, today and they've got a little musical sting at the start. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if this is tuned properly. And then I tried to find out how you can find out whether something's tuned properly. I don't think you can. Well, I'm sure there is a way of knowing. Mm. No. I know what the way isn't. Is this guy I'm asking me? <laughs> is asking Salty. <laughs> you, this, this whole mentioning that is just a build up to just rag on Salty. Well, Salty, you sent me a video. And vi- you did it off mic already as well. <laughs> Salty, you sent me a video of a, it w- that was called How to Tell If Something is Tuned to 432 Hertz. Mm. And it was this guy sitting in a room. And he's like, All right, I'm going to play. Uh, two bits of uh, music, one of which is tuned to 432 hertz mm. and one of which is tuned to 440. No. Oh. What he did was, let yeah. me just, it, what he did made sense, really. He just wasn't doing what he said he was going to do in the video. No. He had a bit of music that he had recorded tuned at 432 and then he had a guitar that he had also tuned to 432 and he played along with it and it mm. sounded fine. And then he had a guitar it that was- It tu- sound fine though. It did. The first thing he played was all right. Then he had another second guitar that was tuned to standard 440. normal 440 tuning. And when he played along to the song, it sounded shit right. and out of tune. Which is like everything. If something's tuned, if you like there's a song that's in the key of D and you start playing shit in the key of F, it's going to sound crap. Yeah. So the, the way of knowing is play yeah. a piece of music and play an instrument that's tuned to 432 along tuning with along with it. And if it sounds okay. So yeah, you could have... Played that music, strummed your guitar, worked yeah. out how it sounded. But he, the first, the song he was playing was like some electronic music song, his own song too. By yeah. the way, <laughs> and he was playing an acoustic guitar. Yeah, and it didn't sound. It, there was no 
real connection between what he was playing on the guitar and the music. No, the chord, but the chords sounded in tune. With it was it. just like if you'd played the Police Academy 2 theme over the top of the Star Trek The Next Generation theme. Yeah. You'd yeah. be like, these go together. They're yeah. quite similar. But they're not the same. But they're not the same thing. Yeah. Very similar though. But then the other guitar he played was like an electric guitar. Yeah. I think he was just playing worse as well. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't give me any answers about whether they were sticking to their own thing. Yeah. Pavarotti in 4.32. God, that'd be uplifting, wouldn't it? Uh, He'd just be fucking pumped after that. Mm. Those Four, big pipes of his. 4.40 is an A. Yeah, okay. Uh, 4.32 just, is that a note? The, well, the thing is that I think... I think isn't the thing that A used to be 432? Mm. That's what used to be a standard A. That's ah, 432. They changed, they changed it to 440. We're getting too woke. Because, yeah, well, I can't, I can't remember what we talked about in that episode as to the reason why they changed it to 440. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he also um, he made some comments about the Beatles. All right. Uh, they were a product of the British, they were a British psyop. Yeah. Send out there to, to introduce rock and roll, yeah. the dissonant music. Uh, Domingo also got on board. Right. But he was like, I didn't know that I hated juice. I just thought it'd be nice if things sounded better. Mamma mia. So Pavarotti was all about 432. Big supporter. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to a lot of his stuff at 432 on the old YouTube. Right. Might do that later on. So, yeah, he gets out of jail. And then I think the the 90s, which is, he was a bit quiet after he got out. Mm. Which is a bit of a shame for from him because like the rest of the world I think maybe had carried on mm. without him the you know, the militia movement. And people that would have been quite on board yeah. with the sort of thing yeah. he was putting out there. Uh but yeah, nine eleven definitely represented a bit of a resurgence. Uh they were out there saying that uh it was a royal family job. Uh the British royals, but also the Saudis, which is fair. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the latter very fair, yes. Yeah, so another one of the weird things about the Lorish people is because they are cooked. Mm. And so when he says the British royals and the Saudi royals did 9-11, it's like, well, that's almost true. Mm. There was... um so Again, at the ballot box, Homer Simpson. Yeah. Mm. There was also... Uh, I saw an article about the, the CEC in Australia where they were talking about Blue Poles being a, a PSYOP uh, and talking about like the um, the CIA... Uh, being behind modern art. Mm. I was like, hang on a second. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, they were behind modern art. Yeah. They just pushed it a lot. Yeah. Mm. And they they definitely were behind, you know, pushing whatever created Blue Poles. Like, that's a direct result of their influence. Yeah. yeah. Was Blue Poles created to, like, brainwash you when you're looking at it? Maybe not. Mm. But it's like, well, that's true. The CIA did create modern art. Well, they didn't create modern art. Again, they promoted it. Yeah, incredibly. Yeah. yeah, and then Trump comes into power. Mm-hmm. Fast forward, and these guys are all just on board with that. Uh, and obviously, who turns up and starts having a look at Trump is their friend Bobby Mueller. Yeah, who they hate. Look, can I just Mandela affect man. something for a second? Mueller was he. Mueller. Mueller? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think... <laughs> I've been hearing Mueller heaps lately. I'm like, I'm think, sure people used to always say Mueller. I think Mueller. we just kind of all agreed that that's how people are saying it in the US. Yeah. And that's right. how we just started saying it. Cam led the charge here. Yeah. I held out until probably 20 minutes ago. Okay. Started dropping in. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. So... <laughs> now you're on board. Okay. Just yeah. edit that bit out. Listen doesn't know anything's changed. Yeah. 
Has he got umlauts on his youth? I think it should be Mueller. But, I mean... The Americans know what they're talking about. There is... I heard Michael Moore calling him Muller. That's good enough for me. Michael Moore. As much as I... What does Macklemore call him? (laughs) Um, So, I was listening to a podcast. uh, It's called LaRouche Pack, uh, which is a group of LaRouche fans. And I thought... I I just scrolled through and found a couple. They're pretty regular. Um, but they were LaRouche Fireside Chats. And I figured they'd be chats with him. So I'm like, oh, that'll be the, the good gear. Yeah. But it turns out they were chats with um, just the people that are his supporters around. Yeah. Right. I think they'd correctly determined that a senile in LaRouche is not something people needed to hear from. Yeah. <laughs> um, one lady, though. So it's all, yeah, people around America just having a, you know, hey, I'm so-and-so and this is LaRouche Fireside. Today we're going to talk about. And the one I listened to, they were talking about Muller, um, the Muller case and, and how it related to the Brits. I didn't get up to the British stuff, um, but the that lady behind it, yeah, <laughs> the lady that I was listening to, um, that was on it, was saying she was talking about Muller and getting people for uh, what she calls weenie crimes, so process right. crimes, not real crimes, right? right. Um, and, and the way, way, she, way weenie is in small, yeah, not yeah. as in dinger, uh, maybe both. I think not dinger crimes, um, but like the way that she he gets people is they might have done a crime that they didn't know was a crime. Or they might have done a crime and no one realised it was a crime at the time. So they okay. got away with it. And then when they get caught by, by Muller, who's going through all these crimes that they're committing, then they lie to him to, you know, just reduce their sentence. Because right. they didn't know it was a crime. Yeah. And then they get done for more because they get caught lying. So really, it's his fault. Mm. That was their logic. Okay. Uh, I didn't really make it any further than that. I just thought that was, that was kind of fun. And that's all I had. <laughs> That's it. Uh, there's a few other things. I couldn't find any... This is something that I always knew about LaRouche and the LaRouche people that I couldn't really find anywhere when I went looking for it. Maybe I could have looked a little bit harder. Uh, I always remembered that one of their things was uh, a global train. Just a global train. Just a big train that goes around the world. Right. Well, yeah, so the, the... I wanted a big snow piercer. So the British had... Were, were preventing... A global rail network, and the Queen specifically, uh, in order to keep her control over the traditional travel networks where all the drugs were right. run through. So yeah. the Queen had the grip, and a global rail network like a, like a Snowpiercer, just didn't really enjoy that movie, thought it was horrible. Did you? Yeah. I uh, have so many problems with that movie. I haven't seen it. Terrible. Don't worry. Right. Is it about a train that goes around the world? Yeah, I guess everyone left is on this train. Yeah, it's great. Oh, okay. You check it out. So everyone left in the world is on the train. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everyone else died. But like, this it's dumb because they like have to get to the front of the train. Yeah. And just like in a real train. And is but that, like, is that because that's where the upper class is? Yeah, yeah. Right. But like, some of the carriages are like rave carriages. Okay. Yeah, like on a little train. Right. Like, it's like, where are these people sleeping and shitting that are in the rain? They're, they're just, just pinging. Yeah, the whole time. it's just weird. <laughs> and the logistics of this train. Like, were, a real train. Yeah. <laughs> the logistics of this train were flawed yeah, from right. the start, and it, it made me really unhappy. Oh, I've got to go to the bathroom, but I'm on the rave carriage. Oh, another pinger, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten up that old sphincter. Uh, yeah, so the, the Queen was stopping this Snowpiercer situation. Right. Maybe she hates raves. Maybe she controls the raves. Yeah. Was there a big reveal at the end of Snowpiercer that they were just going around in a circle? A little circle? And then it just panned out and there's a tiny kid going, playing with... No. No? No. If it was, I wouldn't tell you. I don't want to spoil the movie for you. 
but oh, you're well. also telling me that it's rubbish and I shouldn't watch it. Yeah, lowering your expectations because everyone raves about it. Okay. Mm, is that it? Are we done? Yeah, I mean, that's about it. I mean, the, I guess, yeah, the thing about LaRouche is, uh, rest in peace, what a bloody great bloke. No, the thing about LaRouche is, um, I guess uh, he's a little bit of a punchline, mm. uh, especially for the British stuff. I think uh, we can't, we shouldn't forget his great contribution to anti-Semitism, uh, of which he contributed quite a bit. Right. Uh, one, I guess one last, yeah, one last thing that he contributed was uh, a lot of like the recent cultural Marxism scare. Mm. Uh, he was sort of at the forefront of that, mm. that stuff. Uh, the Frankfurt School conspiracy theory that there's this like economic, economic school conspiracy, which did lead into the cultural Marxism stuff. We're gonna have to get Jason Wilson on to correct us on everything that we've said yeah. today. Uh, so Jason Wilson wrote up for the Guardian. I think he might be working on a story about this. Yeah, I did uh, see on Twitter he said that uh, he had more books by Lyndon Larouche than he had by any other writer. Uh, very learned on the subject. Yeah, so he can at us yeah. and come on the show and correct us. Yeah. Are we scooping him right now? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no one else out there at us. Don't want to hear your bullshit. <laughs> Oh, so but the the thing is, he get it's the punchline is oh, it's the the queen's a drug trafficker. Mm. But the real story, the real thing he's saying is the the Jews are doing all of this, and he so because I've been going, you know how they have people that just love the monarchy, they they dress up. I've been trying to hit them up for my pingers. Yeah, I should be going to the <laughs> to to like my local my local what's the Republicans? No, my local uh, where do the where do Jews pray? Synagogue? At the synagogue. At the synagogue. Yeah. To get my pingers. Oh, yeah. You've been, you've been hitting up Prince Philip. Yeah. yeah. I, guess, I see someone with like a British flag and they're like, oh, I love R- Princess Di. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. What you got? They're like, I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. part of, A big part of the LaRouche ideology is just basically Nazi uh, weird racial science in... And like the weird stuff, like the Atlanteans, yeah, yeah. and the Jews ha- having this pernicious influence throughout history, through the Babylonians and through the Persians, and eventually through the British, and that uh, that there are these other races that are, we- he doesn't say Aryans, but mm. he- he's talking about the Aryans mm. that have been you know kept down, and that they've had to retreat to the north. It's just. It's like real society stuff. Well, not mm. real society. It's like a, a full society stuff. Mm. Uh, but it is funny to say that the Queen's a drug trafficker. Yeah. Um, also, I've note on the show, Cam just dropped in the word pernicious, just like that. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was really impressed. Good, um, good vocabulary. Thanks, mate. It's good. Now, if you'd said pernicious, I imagine the roasting you'd be getting right now. You bloody ten dollar word. <laughs> <laughs> I could drop a pernicious any day I wanted. Ooh, I ooh. don't even know what it means. <laughs> uh, invasive, um, creeping. It's probably a good. Right. Yep. So anyway, Lyndon Larouche dead, rotten hell, you bugger. Yeah, another one for the bloody, the bloody body pile. Yeah. Killing off those old crusties, yeah. so the youngies can rise up. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Hillary. Yeah, so have you? She seen, did it right. I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, definitely. Did 100%. you see any QAnon stuff about this? I did. I did see someone saying they 
the timing of this surely has to be I, concerning them. I haven't, but QAnon as a whole was very fractured. Yeah. Uh, there are many, many crossovers with QAnon and these guys in terms of a lot of their theories are exactly the same. Mm. Um, but I don't think QAnon as a group right now has its shit together enough to have a, a communal voice. Right. My prediction of QAnon for president in 2020 yeah. still could come true, yeah. but it's looking less and less likely. Mm. Where do people find us on the internet? You can find us at lindenlarouche.com. No, you can find us at hypotheticalinstitute.com, uh, hypothepod.com, uh, hookedunits.com. Yep, right. merch. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash hypothepod. You can also find us on all of your podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher. Yep. Jeez, look, are you in the pocket of big pocket cast? I, I don't know what. I, it's just, I just know that that's a thing. <laughs> so I say it. Robbo, where can they find you? You can get me at Ale of a Time, uh, Ale of a Time dot com. That's about it. Oh, the latest Froth magazine. Well, Next time you're going past your, uh, your like local craft beer bar, yeah. stick your head in and say, you got that latest Froth magazine? Yeah. I'm in there. Yeah. Is it a freebie? Yeah. Whoa. A little street press. Are you wearing a little hypothepod pin in I'm your wearing photo? a hypothepod pin. Wearing a, a pink suit. Yep. Uh, Holding a little skull. Yeah. Called, called a beer legend. No big deal. Oh, is anyone razzing you about this besides us? Uh, everyone's very much... You've retweeted. I'm assuming that was a retweet and support. Yeah. Salty, where did people find you? I was opening it up to a wider audience. Shit <laughs> <laughs> on you. Uh, you can get me at Saltmarsh on Instagram, Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration on Facebook. Uh I'm selling a bunch of illustrated related stuff on Society Six at the they're moment. Really cool. Thank you. Um, oh, the uh, the, the little monsters. monsters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're great. Um, and yeah, check out Tohara on Patreon. Nice. And you can find me Twitter.com/slash/Sexenheimer. Gather around me for uh, iTunes and Facebook for my other podcast. Bye bye. Bye. Don't worry. About a thing Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians I said don't worry About a thing Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs Don't worry About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?